the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, I hope your Easter was a good one, if you happen to celebrate that holiday. I know Passover had ended as well, and I uh, hope everybody had a good time uh, with the uh, the holy holidays that took place over this last week. we got a fantastic show for you. we got news and notes to get to, uh, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes. You can catch us there on that platform. Just search for AGCraftBeerCast. Uh, Alexa Ready as well. iHeartRadio, Radio.com as well as the Hopped Up Network. You head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this program. Uh, you know, a few minutes after the show ends, I pop up the podcast there and you can download it and listen to it at your leisure. Coming up in 20 minutes, Corey Sloop. He is the Chief Financial Officer at Cabarrus Brewing Company in North Carolina. And Nancy Trigg, she's the President and Chief Growth Officer of Arrived. And uh, we're talking about uh, how the trend of online sales has changed the beer industry. That's going to take place in 20 minutes. Great interview that I did a couple of weeks ago with these two. And a lot of fun and very informative. Uh, So you definitely want to tune in uh, for that. So uh, another rainy night without you from Queensryche's Empire album. And why did I play that? Well, I will tell you that about a week and a half ago, I got tickets to what I hope will be my second concert of 2021. Apparently, Jeff Tate has been going out with his Operation Mindcrime band, um, and they do, uh, they've do they been doing various albums in their entirety. So he is actually doing, this is postponed, obviously, from last year, but he's added new dates. One of them happens to be in Red Bank, New Jersey, in September, and they are doing both the Empire album and Rage for Order in their entirety. So kind of the two albums, uh, you know, in and around the Operation Mindcrime album, right? Rage for Order came out in 1986-ish, 86, 87. Uh, Operation Mindcrime came out in 88. Uh, and then Empire came out in 90. So I think it was 86 for Rage for Order, 88 for Operation Mindcrime, 90 for uh, for Empire, 90, 91, something like that. So... Uh, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, yes, Empire was not an album that they headlined. They actually opened for Metallica, because that's the tour that I saw them on first time. Got to meet the band, except for Jeff Tate. Um, long story, I won't get into it. Anyway, Silent Lucidity was their big hit on Empire, which is probably my least favorite uh, Queensryche song on that album. But the rest of the album is phenomenal. And Rage for Order is a great album. They kind of went glam 
for Rage for Order, and a lot of people were turned off by the makeup and stuff, but the music on that album is awesome. And kind of, I'm not saying it leads into Operation Mindcrime. Operation Mindcrime is a concept album, uh, but Queen's Records has always been one of my favorite bands, and I am so excited. They're doing this in a real social distance kind of way. Um, four people to a table, only 150 people in the building, um, you know, and everything kind of separated out. And obviously, if things improve uh, over the course of the next several months, they may open up more seats. But I am very excited to go uh, to this concert if it happens. My first one is supposed to be in July uh, with James Taylor and Jackson Brown, postponed from last year, but we will see. Anyway, let's dive into some beer news here. So, uh, as spring temperatures uh, are you know starting to warm up here, we've had some nice weather in the Northeast the last couple of weeks. Trillium announced last week the reopening of three locations for on-site, uh, on-site beer and dining. Trillium Fenway uh, opened up on uh, April Fool's Day. Um, that coincided with the Red Sox home opener. Uh, Trillium's Fort Point Restaurant Brewery reopened this past Friday. Uh, and uh, they're going to be opening, uh, let's see, Trillium announced plans to reopen their popular beer garden on the Rose, uh, Rose Kennedy Greenway, uh, and they hope to have their can open uh, very soon as well. So uh, they are, you know, back in force. They're open. Uh, again, you want to check them out. Uh, Trillium Fenway, let's see here. My uh, stuff that I wrote this stuff. That, ah, here we go. Trillium Fenway reopened on April 1st. Trillium Canton reopened also on April 1st. Uh, Trillium Four Point opened on Friday the 2nd. Trillium Greenway is forecasted to reopen in early May. Uh, Once we get those details on that, we will let you know. Trillium makes some great beer up in Massachusetts, and I know this was a big deal for them. They closed down for months to keep the um, online sales and to-go sales moving, uh, but didn't want to bring people in because of COVID restrictions. So, um, you know, they decided to go that route, but they are now reopened and ready for business. Our good friends from Stone Brewing announced uh, back on the 25th of March that they hired Tom McReevy uh, to the Senior Vice President of Sales. Uh, That began on March 29th. Um, He is overseeing the nation's ninth largest craft brewery. Uh, He brings 25 years of sales leadership experience to Stone. He launched and sold video games such as Call of Duty and Guitar Hero as Vice President of Sales at Activision Blizzard. Uh, Most recently, McReevy held the position of Senior Vice President of Sales at Lagunitas Brewing Company, where he led the U.S. and Canadian sales teams. Maria Stipp, the Stone's Brewing CEO, says Tom comes to Stone with great experience. His super skills are chain retail experience, distributor management, and building awesome teams with superior talent. He's the type of leader that is low on ego, creates genuine connections with the team, and encourages creative thinking for problem solving. We are thrilled to have Tom be a part of Team Stone. So uh, kudos to the folks at Stone, and uh, kudos to Tom, uh, listen, say what you will about Stone Brewing. They still consistently put out uh, fantastic beers. I know there has been, have been some detractors of Stone, um, you know, due to the whole Saw Stone thing from last year. But these guys really do uh, a great job, and they push the envelope. They take chances, and, you know, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But uh, always been a big fan of Stone and uh, very happy um, that they have made this move. Our good friends over at Threes Brewing in Brooklyn, they released uh, Guilt by Association about a week or so back, a limited edition double IPA. Uh, they brewed this in collaboration with Creature Comforts Brewing in Athens, Georgia. Creature Comforts makes some great beer. Uh, it's a, an incredibly hazy ale, hopped with crowd-favorite Citra and Strata, brewed with a, an exotic melange of fruit 
including passion fruit, pineapple, guava, and tangerine. Must try for lovers of juicy IPAs. Um, this is a good deal. So uh, if you can if you get, if you can find it out there, go grab it. Three's Brewing, real nice place in Brooklyn. Definitely, uh, if you if you're in the area, you should definitely check it out. They make some great food. They have a little uh, beer garden in the back. They have great beers, and and again, they have food also for purchase there. So you definitely want to check it out. Top uh, Toppling Goliath uh, has announced that they are going to be in Texas and Arizona. They now uh, include thirty states across the country where Toppling Goliath uh, can be bought, including uh, our fun state of New Jersey. Uh, so they are very excited about that. And, you know, I have to say, uh, Toppling Goliath, good beer. Uh, I like it a lot. And, um, you know, if I see it somewhere, I definitely will check it out. King Pseudo Sue, Pseudo Sue, uh, great IPAs uh, from these guys. People come from all over uh, in Iowa uh, or head to Iowa as a destination point to check out this brewery. So uh, kudos to them for uh, expanding their distribution out in Texas and Arizona. Our friends over at Firestone Walker... Um, have released Luponic Distortion IPA. Uh, this is, as Matt Brindelson, the brewmaster, says, this edition of Luponic Distortion, a celebration of our new grower and merchant relationships that we've forged over the past couple of years in the Southern Hemisphere. It's the first time we've had enough supply to go all in on a blend of 100% um, new, uh, I'm guessing I cut off New Zealand, New Zealand hops. This latest Luponic Distortion showcases a blend of four hops used in the dry hopping of the beer, a nectar on Nelson, Moteca, and Riwaka. Um, all of these hops play so well together and seem to spawn their own unique alchemy of flavors. This uh, particular Luponic Distortion pops with flavors of white grape, citrus, gooseberry, and melon. And there's this light, diesel-like dank note that frames it all perfectly. This is Luponic Distortion, again, number 18. It is out now, and it is uh, a 5.9% ABV. So uh, if you see it in stores, you should definitely check it out and I don't know if my good friends over at Paragon Tap and Table have this on draft uh, soon. I will definitely check that out. And then finally, our friends from Founders have announced the latest release in their Barrel Age series. This is Mas Agave, a classic prickly pear. As they describe it, it's an oasis of flavor in the desert of, nor- in, of normalcy. Uh, this cocktail-inspired imperial goza is brewed with agave and sea salt and then aged in tequila barrels which is what they do with all their Masagave beer, uh, beers. Uh, this is, uh, when it emerges, it hits, it's hit with a healthy dose of prickly pear extract, lending the liquid a flamboyant fuchsia glow and mellowing out the tangy uh, tartness with hints of berry and melon. This clocks in at 9.7%. And as Jeremy Kosmicki, the brewmaster of Founders, says, I've had a few fabulous prickly pear margaritas that really served as the inspiration for this beer. Prickly pear is a tough flavor to describe, but for me... I get a lot of berry, some melon, maybe even a little pineapple that works really well with this tequila barrel-aged goza. And the coolest thing might be the vibrant purple color that it gives off. This will be available in Founders Tap Rooms on April 28th and in four packs of 12-ounce bottles across the entire 50-state distribution footprint beginning in May. Pricing at the Founders Tap Rooms will be $15 a four-pack. Prices will vary by market. Masagave Classica Lime and Masagave Classica Grapefruit will ship simultaneously. So that's their two brands. And then, of course, the new one, their prickly pear. So encouraged to try that. I've had the other two. They're very, very good. Uh, So this prickly pear one, I am sure, is going to be a winner. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert uh, G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes, uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find the show on that platform or Alexa Ready as well. It's not radio.com anymore, apparently, it's called Odyssey.com. Uh, you can uh, iHeartRadio as well, and we're also on the um, HoppedUpNetwork.com. Just go over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this particular program, usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, uh, we've got Corey Sloop, the Chief Financial Officer of Cabarrus Brewing Company in North Carolina, and Nancy Trigg. She's the President and Chief Growth Officer of Arrived. For more info uh we're talking about how the uh, trend of online sales is changing the beer industry. That's coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. So let's dive into some beer news here, and there's lots of it. Uh, Kings and Convicts, uh, which bought out a ballast point from Constellation Beverages, um, they announced that they were, are going to permanently close Chicago's Ballast Point Kitchen and Tap Room in the West Loop after careful consideration. Uh, they are going to focus on ballast points formidable roots in San Diego and future growth in its home state. They love Chicago, uh, you know, uh, Kings and Convicts, which they're based in Chicago. Uh, They'll remain invested in the region with Kings and Convicts, but they decided in their best interest to close Ballast Point's uh, kitchen and tap room. Uh, They are finishing construction of an approximately 12,000-square-foot tap room and kitchen uh, in San Francisco's Mission Bay District. 1,500 square feet of it is outdoor patio space. Um, This is... um, going to be right near the 280 freeway and Muni's T-Line and adjoining residential neighborhoods including Protero Hill, the Mission District, and Dog Patch. The new brew pub within walking distance of AT&T Park where the San Francisco Giants play and, of course, the new Chase Arena, which is the home of the Golden State Warriors. So that means they're not that far from 21st Amendment. So that's a a decent, you know, little kind of beer kind of scene going there. That is interesting. And I have to get back out to San Francisco at some point. Got to visit my cousin and his husband, um, you know, and see how things are going out there. So uh, they're, they're going to expand in San Francisco and they're going to focus on the San Diego market, but they're pulling out of Chicago. And, you know, but here's the thing with me with Ballast Point. First off, nobody's seen any Kings and Convicts beer anywhere except Chicago. And I guess they're going to keep it locally based. But Ballast Point doesn't move the needle anymore for people. That's the problem. It's a good beer. They released their uh, Habanero Sculpin earlier this week, but it's just not a beer that's moving the needle anymore. That's just my opinion. Uh, The town of Oyster Bay on Long Island trying to help out the struggling restaurant industry for the second year. Town Supervisor Joseph Saladino is waiving outdoor dining permit fees, uh, and it could save businesses thousands of dollars each. They would normally get hit with fees for things like tents and heaters and outdoor structures that have become necessary because of the pandemic, Uh, but they've waived the fee again this year for the second year in a row. Saladino also called... On uh, Governor Cuomo, or as I like to call him, Lord Cuomo, to lift the 11 p.m. curfew on restaurants. We'll see what happens there. Now, bars in Los Angeles County can reopen for outdoor service beginning Monday, April 5th. That's tomorrow. Customers who just want to drink won't be required to also buy food for the first time in several months. But there'll be a 25% capacity limit along with several other restrictions. Tables have to be spaced at least eight feet apart, no counter seating or services allowed. No more than six people can sit together at a table. 
Masks are required except for when patrons are eating or drinking, and there can't be live entertainment yet, and all bars must close at 10 p.m. Now, breweries, wineries, and distilleries will be allowed to reopen indoor seating at 25% capacity beginning Monday as well. That's good news uh, for the people out in L.A. County because I know they have been champing at the bit uh, to get things open again. So hopefully uh, they can open. They'll open responsibly. They'll start making some money. It's not a lot. I get it. But it's a start, and that's a good thing. Uh, our good friends from Stone Brewing, they uh, have, uh, th- on, back on March 19th, they unveiled their latest collaboration with four California artists, uh, which they changed the labels on some of Stone's most uh, you know iconic beers. Uh, temporarily, it's available now nationwide in the brewery Stone Guest Artist IPA Mixed Pack. Uh, so they've changed up Delicious IPA, Stone's uh, IPA, uh, Stone's Fear Movies and Lions, and the Tangerine Express uh, Hazy IPA. So it's four different California artists uh, that have done uh, you know different labels. Uh, you can go online to Stone to see what the labels look like. Uh, and, of course, again, they're in this mixed artists uh, IPA pack. Uh, from Stone Brewing. So kudos to the folks from Stone, and very cool that these artists are getting to showcase uh, what they do for a living. Very, very cool. One other thing, the Brewers Association came out with the top 50 American craft brewers of 2020. Um, This is an interesting list. Uh, Yingling is at the top at number one. Boston Beer is number two. Sierra Nevada, number three. Then you have Duvel Morgat, which is um, Firestone Walker, uh, Boulevard Brewing, and... um, uh, why am I missing the third one? Oh, my goodness. Amagang, excuse me, in Cooperstown. Uh, you've got um, Shiner Beer, which is owned by Gambrinus. Uh, number five, Kenarchy, which is actually, what is that? That's Cigar City. I believe it's um, Oscar Blues and, and a bunch of others uh, that are uh, number six. Bell's Brewing is number seven. Artisanal Brewing Ventures, which includes um, Six Point Victory Brewing and Southern Tier. Uh, they are at number eight. Stone is at number nine. And number 10, rounding out the top 10, is Deschutes in Bend, Oregon. Now, a couple of different uh, breweries on this list. Brooklyn Brewery is number 14. Uh, Odell Brewing out of Colorado is number 17. Trogues is at number 20. You've got Great Lakes at 22. Alaskan Brewing is at 26. Uh, Allagash at 29. Kings and Convicts, uh, Ballast Point is at number 30. Um, 21st Amendment is at 34. Flying Dog at 35, Rogues uh, Ales is at 37, Revolution at 39, Modern Times in San Diego at number 40, number 50 is New Holland, Montauk Brewing at number 49 is the one that kind of surprises me a little bit. I I would not have expected them to be that popular. I've had a bunch of stuff from Montauk Brewing. None of it's really floated my boat. You know, maybe it's, um, maybe I've gotten a bad batch. I I don't know. That just really hasn't floated my boat. But uh, you can check it out. It's all over the interwebs there uh, to find out the uh, the list of 50 that's in there. I've given you a bunch already, and you can go check it out. Maybe we'll post, you know what, we'll post a Twitter link uh, that you can click on and go right to it. Uh, our good friends at AmericanCraftBeer.com uh, put, up, uh, put up the list in a very easily readable format. Now, um, the, the folks from Bush Beer, listen to this. Now, I'm not a fan of Bush Beer, but I think this is kind of cool. So pandemic lockdowns disrupted planned weddings across the nation last year. A lot of them got put on hold. A lot of people getting married this year. So uh, Bush, owned, of course, by uh, AB InBev, uh, is offering all expenses paid weddings to three couples who are having a hard time finding a wedding venue um, for this year. Bush will cover the cost of a wedding planner, ceremony photographer, hairstylist, makeup artist, flowers, entertainment, and catering 
It includes a wedding cake and a supply of bush beer. Winners can invite as many as 100 guests to the ceremony and reception. It'll take place at Anheuser-Busch's Barley Farm in Idaho Falls, Idaho, or one of its corn farms in Bismarck or Fargo, North Dakota. To enter, couples can take to social media via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and explain how bush beer brings them together using the hashtags Bush Farm Wedding and Contest. April 7th, the contest deadline for entries, after which Bush will select 10 finalists with the most creative posts, and then we'll choose three winners from that group per the contest rules. That's pretty cool. I mean, if you're into that, you want a free wedding. I mean, you got to drink Bush beer, but, you know, listen, not a bad deal, right? I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. Now, I had mentioned earlier about how, uh, how L.A. was lifting their restrictions. And real quick before we take a break, I just want to mention, you know, there's a lot of places in the United States that are lifting restrictions. No surprise in the tri-state area that restrictions are being lifted. We've seen COVID cases go up in New York and New Jersey. Florida has pretty much opened their state. Um, their rates are going down. Texas has opened up. Their rates are going down. I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know the science behind it because I don't. But let me tell you this. When you go to an establishment, and a privately owned establishment at that. And the establishment says, look, you need to wear a mask when you come in. You need to wear a mask when you're seated at your table. You can take it off while you're eating and drinking. But when you're done and you're leaving, you got to put the mask on. If you're going to go to the bathroom, you got to wear the mask. Do me a favor. Follow the rules. These people are already going through a very tough time. They can barely make any money. You harassing the waitress or the bartender because you don't like the rules does nothing to help the situation. Do me a favor then. Stay home. Order takeout, have a have a party in your backyard, do, do something else. But don't harass these people at, at, at bars and restaurants. They're trying to make a living. They can barely eke one by right now. And if you're going to be a jerk and start yelling at people because you don't like the fact that you have to wear a mask or somebody tells you to pull your mask up or whatever, you're a moron in my book. Okay? Bottom line. Obey the rules. Just listen to what they have to say. Have a nice meal and tip heavy. Because these people are working their rear ends off and they're barely making any money. That's all. I'm getting off my soapbox now. When we come back after a short break, Corey Sloop, the Chief Financial Officer of Cabarrus Brewing Company in North Carolina, and Nancy Trigg, the President and Chief Growth Officer of Arrived, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A double T U double L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, we're on iTunes. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the show on that platform or Alexa Ready as well, radio.com, iHeart. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. You just over, head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. Uh, Monday mornings uh, before 6 a.m., and you can listen to the podcast version of this show, or there is a plethora of others that you can download and listen to at your leisure. Now, my next guests to join me, one is the CFO of a brewery in North Carolina. The other is the president and chief growth officer of a point-of-sale company helping bars and craft brewers throughout the country. How does this all make sense? I'm going to tell you in just a second. For more info on Arrived, 
Just go to Arrive, that's A-R-R-Y-V-E-D.com. And for Cabarrus Brewing, you just go to uh, Cabarrus, it's C-A-B-A-R-R-U-S Brewing.com. You can learn all about the brewery, you can learn all about the point of sale. But let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 for the first time, uh, Nancy Trigg from Arrived and Corey Sloop from Cabarrus. Uh, Nancy, Corey, how are you guys today? Great. Good. Thank you for having Thanks us on. You're welcome. Now, Corey, first question is to you. Uh, COVID hits last year. Things before COVID were good for the brewery. Suddenly, you have to change your business model. A, a lot of people in the in the country had to change their business model, but specifically, mm-hmm. we're talking about craft beer. So, no longer draft beer at the brewery. You come in, you have a couple of glasses, maybe you take a growler home, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're canning beer for sale. What changed that allowed you your canned beer, the the latest release that you had put out at this point during COVID, to sell out in just 18 minutes when stuff had been sitting on? Uh, sitting in your refrigerators for a, a much longer than that? Um, well, I think the mentality of the consumer changed and keeping their local breweries up and running. I think everyone understood how severe this could really impact small businesses. Um, and we are really blessed with some amazing customers that didn't want to see us go anywhere. Um, that was certainly awesome, just the back that we had um, from our customer base. But really, I think just being able to, to use Arrived as a tool um, in the marketing sense and then use the online platform to make it easy and safe for our customers to be able to, to order and, and pick up pretty much anything they wanted um, was really a great way for us to keep um, our staff happy and our customers happy. And Nancy, Arrived was at the time before covid uh, producing, obviously, POS units for businesses. For those who don't understand what POS is, point-of-sale units uh, for businesses. Were you, were you guys constructing online websites for retailers to sell their product? Um, not before COVID hit. Um, we have been very focused on the on-premise experience for all of our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, as a business, we are very connected to our customers. We operate a little bit different than the traditional point-of-sale and that we're kind of in the weeds with our customers, working with them regularly, answering the phone, taking calls, helping them out. Mm-hmm. And when this happened, we realized we needed to pivot quickly if we wanted to help our customers stay afloat. And the thing we were hearing all all around was that the um, the need for sort of to-go sales was critical right now. So our engineering team dropped everything, literally everything that was right. on their plate. Um, it's been a couple weeks building out um, a website infrastructure for e-commerce, and then we built an onboarding process so that we could help each customer onboard to a new website. Um, and I think we ended up launching the first week that this was out. We built 270 e-commerce sites for our customers wow. um, within about a week. So it was it was an all-hands-on-deck effort, our support team, our engineering team. Our success teams, everybody was sort of in the weeds kind of helping build, build these out. We're talking with Nancy Trigg from Arrived and Corey Sloop from uh, Cabarrus Brewing. Uh, for more info on Arrived, just go over to Arrived, that's spelled A-R-R-Y-V-E-D.com. And for Cabarrus Brewing, it's C-A-B-A-R-R-U-S Brewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, so Nancy, you guys build this out. Um, when the, the breweries that you were dealing with, did they have their own websites already or their own e-commerce site? And this was kind of an addition to streamline the process? It, it depends. You know, we, we work with all, breweries of all sorts of sizes. Um, so some had um, 
you know, merchandise websites where they were selling T-shirts and things like that. Right. Um, everyone had a website. Um, but I would say very few, if none, had any way of selling their their beverage products okay. online in a to-go fashion, right? Because right. most people just weren't doing that. They were, you know, maybe had a cooler with some cans by the front door um, or behind the bar even. But selling to-go um beverages was not really a huge part of most of their businesses. So building the infrastructure for that was where the, the you know, rubber met the road, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, because most e-commerce systems were not set up for alcohol sales, which is just kind of a different, it's a different thing. Sure. Than selling t-shirts. Sure. And, yeah. and obviously when you're selling alcoholic beverages, you got to make sure the person's 21. There's a whole layer of things that Correct. you have to go through. Some states allow you to ship alcohol. Other states don't allow you. So that, obviously there are differences uh, in all of these things. Corey, you guys are now reopened. How has uh, the uh, arrived uh, point, of, uh, point of sale system helped the business moving forward? Well, we still do the online releases. That's still big for us. Um, we certainly, with these specialty beers, put a little bit more in draft for the taproom that now is reopened. But uh, yeah, we still we still kind of push and market these online release, online online releases just as you we were doing before, um, and get those can sales. Out. Our our customer base really likes just having these uh, these limited releases. Keep the can, cool label artwork. You know, right. um, really, it's it's kind of the same as before when we were in lockdown. But we we just cater also to the draft crowd that's wanting to come into the tap room. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, as an avid craft beer drinker, obviously, I mean, there's times that I'll buy stuff, you know, what I see on a can, and I'll buy it. But the fact that the pandemic has kind of shifted the business model for for many people, um, I love the fact to be able to go to a website and be able to pick out, hey, I want, you know, for my local brewery, I live in New Jersey, so to be able to say, okay, I want this, this, and this, and click, and it's it's paid for already, and all I have to do is show up and show my ID or show my uh, my QR code or whatever it is that allows me to get access to the beer, that makes it much more advantageous uh, for somebody like me rather than having to wait online and, you know, and wait to, to, you know, to buy something and maybe have to wait 10 minutes. Now, we're talking with Nancy Trigg from Arrived and Corey Sloop from Cabarrus Brewing. For more info on Arrived, you go to Arrived.com for Cabarrus Brewing. It's CabarrusBrewing.com. We'll send links out uh, via Twitter uh, for the sites. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beercast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Corey, from a local standpoint, how has your town, the brewery is located uh, in Concord, North Carolina, how has your how has your um, local municipality dealt with COVID? And what I mean by that is allowing you to open at certain restrictions, et cetera. Have they been um, welcoming in the process, or have they kind of uh, held you back? Uh, well, we, we kind of are a little different, where two of our owners are both doctors who have been working with the, the local county okay. on um, – kind of the process and the, and the keeping everyone safe so we have the the county working with us but we also have our own ownership who are kind of in the weeds that get to kind of see where everything's going a little before um the the general public does so um we've been pretty much uh following just whatever guidelines we've been asked to follow okay. and um and most of our customer base has pretty been pretty happy with that um we we went to a, a, a table service model when we opened up, which um, kind of isolated our our guests and staff a little more. Um, and arrived actually has an awesome app that um, can open a tab without us even having to take a card. So we can do a 100% um, contactless 
uh, dine-in service other than the actual product itself. Oh, that's very cool. And and is arrived a part of that? They are. Yep. So they they have an app where um, any customer before they even arrive at the brewery can open a tab. When they show up at the brewery, they can um, have their tab assigned to a table, and they go sit down, and we just deliver the beer to them. And whenever they're ready to settle up, they right on the app on their phone, they close the tab and can walk right out. Well, we that, clean the table, and the next guests can come in. That is very cool. So, uh, Nancy, my last question here. This one's for you, and this is a this is a perfect leading question here. If brewery folks want to get in touch with you that maybe don't have your point-of-sale system, and I assume that you're uh, available uh, throughout the 50 states, how can they do that? Um, well, they can just contact us at sales, S-A-L-E-S, at arrived.com, um, or contact me directly, nancy, at arrived.com. We're pretty easy to reach around here. Um, yeah, we'd love to have folks. And um, just one little thing to add to what Corey said, you know, we've always been focused on the on-premise and the service experience, mm-hmm. um, and that hasn't changed, right? Now that we offer e-commerce, it's the idea is to have all of your, have every way that you want to service your guests available so that you can kind of rotate and change your model as needed because um, flexibility is sort of key right now, I think, for everyone in this industry. And you know what? I think as we move forward and restrictions are being lifted, I think we're going to see that, that that flexibility is needed and people need to have just a little bit of patience to say, look, we're not... 100% open yet, but we're doing the best that we can, and these uh, these tools allow you guys to be able to do that. My guests have been Nancy Trigg from Arrived and Corey Sloop from Cabarrus Brewing. For more info on Arrived, just head over to Arrived.com. That's A-R-R-Y-V-E-D.com. And for Cabarrus Brewing in North Carolina, it is C-A-B-A-R-R-U-S Brewing.com. Nancy, Corey, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you, Al. Thank you. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is always suds and duds. A little walk in the shadows from Rage for Order from uh, Queensryche. They, uh, Jeff Tate will be uh, touring with his band later this year. And uh, very excited uh, that I got tickets to go and see him in September down in Red Bank. Which, uh, again, like I said, very excited uh, that that is going on. So uh, cannot wait for that. Let's dive into suds and duds before we get out of here on this Easter edition of the Craft Beer Cast. So uh was over at uh, Paragon Tap and Table last, uh, the, the Thursday before last, and uh, meeting up with my best friend uh, to have some beers, kind of catch up on what's going on. He was down in Fort Lauderdale um, for a little vacation and was telling me about Florida and what's going on down there. And, you know, a lot of things are opened up down there, you know, people wearing masks, people not wearing masks. But, you know, as long as you... Do the right thing, he said. You know, it's uh, pretty well taken care of. So anyway, Paragon Tap and Table doing their March Madness right now, their beer tournament. And as of this past Monday, uh, a number of breweries have moved on. So um, 
Wet Ticket has moved on in uh, the first round. Uh, still waiting for the results for Bolero, Snort, and Heavy Reel. Uh, Cypress beat Source, which is a shock to me. Uh, but they're, that, that IPA that Cypress had on there was actually very, very good. Uh, they are going to go up against Jersey Cyclone. Uh, Ludlam Island uh, moved on in one of the brackets. Still waiting for the uh, Last Wave's uh, Zigmeister um, bracket. And Icarus and Brick City have moved uh, to the next round. So we will see what happens there. I am very impressed that Wet Ticket has moved ahead as well. Um, you know, their beer is very good. Um, the Pineapple Hopper is a great beer. Um, you know, but again, it's it's great when you see those things and people, you know, that's why I love when, when people throw these things into brackets and you never know. You think the 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 um, the beer that's going to succeed doesn't, especially the source one. I figured the source one, people would be knocking it out, but apparently not the case. Anyway, let's dive in. So I had the Bolero Snort, the Bolero Variable 13 Sour IPA. It's a really good sour IPA. It's nice and tart. Still gives you that little IPA um, hoppiness. Uh, but the sour is right there. And what Bolero has been doing with their sours has been nothing short of amazing. They are fantastic. I enjoy them a lot. Good stuff. Uh, keep it going, boys, because you, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, was over at Wet Ticket Brewing uh, the Friday before last uh, because Tim put up a Hefeweizen, finally, as their test ticket. So I cannot wait. I'm hoping that this beer becomes a regular part of the rotation again. I would love for him to can it because I'd buy it all day, every day. Um, but so excited that it's back. In fact, I told my wife she got off work uh, that Friday. She was actually, I think she was off early that day. Uh, we had a couple of things to do, and then we just said, you know what? We're going down uh, to go have a beer over there, and we did. I had a couple of the Hefeweizens, nice, light, crisp, uh, that banana and clove. Tim just does a fantastic job of nailing this particular beer, and so kudos to him because it's a fantastic beer. Uh, had Tropopause uh, by Icarus. Found this over at Nosvino, great little liquor store in uh, Westfield, New Jersey. And it drinks like a big hazy, but is really delivering the goods. It's light, it's crushable, it's a really, really nice beer. Uh, I love the can on art, and kind of a um, like a sunrise. I don't know if it's a sunrise or a sunset. I know, it looks more like a sunset to me, the can. Now that I'm looking at it, it looks more like a sunset. It's a delicious beer. Definitely get it if you see it in stores. Finally broke open the Olympic tribute Carl Lewis. They they did a Muhammad Ali source did uh, a week and a half ago, and uh, I got that and I hadn't had a chance to try it yet. It's, they use local honey in the beer, you know, fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, you know that kind of thing. Um, but I didn't get a chance to have the Carl Lewis one, and I only had one can left. I had given out a couple of cans, and I forgot I had I only had one can. This is a juicy beer, nicely done. Um, I'm surprised I didn't crack it open sooner. I'm a little annoyed at myself that I didn't do that. Um, and then uh, last Saturday, the Saturday before last, um, I went down to Alternate Ending Brewing and the source to pick up beers. And on, on our way down with my wife, I said, listen, let's see if we can grab some lunch at Alternate Ending. She was hungry. I was, you know, I was a little hungry, too. I said, let's see if they have a table. Let's grab it. Well, sure enough, we get there. They have a table. We sit down and we eat. And let me tell you something. I had the Detroit-style 9 by 9 pizza. Oh, my God. Their pizza is fantastic. We had the grandma pie first time we were there, and we kind of built it, sausage and whatever. The pie that we had there is like all arugula, four different cheeses, and they put this like lemon, little lemon dressing on it, like a lemon oil type of uh, thing to kind of cut through all the cheese and stuff. Fabulous. And Detroit-style, the cheese is all kind of, burned in the pan. I shouldn't say burned. It melts in the pan 
so that it gets all crispy and stuff. Delicious. So while I was there, I had I was picking up cans of their business is a booming uh, beer, their Kolsch. Well, they had it on tap, and I had it both in the can and on tap. And let me tell you something: a well done Kolsch, delicious, tasty, goes down smooth, fantastic. My second beer, and again, they they have you know their flagship IPA is alternate ending, but I have to tell you, their Pilsner Royal Rug, I could drink it all day long. It's absolutely fabulous. The, the the slow pour that they do there, it takes about five minutes to get this beer, right? And you think, oh, five minutes. Listen to me. It is absolutely positively worth the wait to get the slow pour of Royal Rug. It is a perfect Pilsner. It is just done so well. Now, the only other place that I know that's doing slow pours is Source, and they're another one. They do a slow pour on a Pilsner. If they have the Pilsner on tap there, you have to get it. Or their veneer lager. Like any of these any of these beers that they do on a slow pour uh, at source, absolutely take the time to get one. You will not be disappointed. And, they, and I know source does a bunch of different ones. There's a short pour. There's a long pour. There's this, uh, another pour. I forgot the other pour. But you got to get the slow pour with the with the enormous creamy head on it. And then don't wait for the head to shrink down. You start drinking it with that head in there because that foaminess, that creaminess makes the beer that much better. I'm telling you, you cannot go wrong. Kudos to Scott and his crew at Alternate Ending. They are doing a fabulous, fabulous job. And then uh, had a uh, Lumberjack-style batch one Moster coffee uh, by Timber Ales uh, in the can. This is just an unbelievably ridiculously good stout, and i got to get some more stuff from Timberales. They do such a great job, and their IPAs are actually really good. I don't need to have a stout all the time, uh, but it is definitely something uh, that, you know, my buddy and I, we were just like, we need something big and strong to end the night. All right, let's do this. We took about, at least I took about 45 minutes to sip it. He banged it down in about a half hour and then was like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, well, they're 12 13%. you got to take it easy. If you sip them slow, that alcohol is not going to overwhelm you uh, and kind of knock you out. So you got to take it easy when you're doing stuff like that. But uh, Timberales makes some great beers. But I'm telling you, I cannot say enough good things about Alternate Ending. Their beer is good. Uh, their food is excellent. Uh, we sat outside. Within five minutes of us sitting outside, the place was packed. There were people inside, outside. Um, the only issue that I had, and I'm going to bring this up just because of, of COVID and stuff, uh, while we were there, there was a, a birthday party that was going on behind us. And I think the problem that I had with the birthday party was not the fact that there were a lot of people there. I don't care about that. It's the fact that there were two people that were there that were standing up and kind of walking around within the party, no masks, kind of almost like not really caring. Now, I know the rule is you're supposed to be seated at your table, and if you stand up, you got to wear a mask. I, I really do wish that more businesses would enforce this. I know it sounds like it's a pain in the rear end. I know that it's something that maybe somebody doesn't want to do because they don't want to. They don't want to piss off, a, um, you know, a customer. But it's the rule, right? It it only takes one phone call to the New Jersey ABC to get you shut down. That they come in, they observe, they see this is happening, you know, and they shut you down. And why would you do that? I just don't understand it. I get it, and you know, there are times that we don't want to follow the rules. There are times that we just want to go rogue and we don't really care. And we just want to do what we want to do. But in the end, these rules are in place so that they can protect us. And I get it. I get the arguments. Why is it that I have to wear a mask to go to the table? Isn't COVID in the air? 
Am I, 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 all of a sudden, I don't get it at the table because I have a force field around me. I, I get all of that. I do. I really do. I think that's ridiculous. You walk, in, you walk into the restaurant, you should be able to take your mask off and walk in and whatever. You, they don't want you standing at the bar. I get it. I get it. Murphy doesn't want you standing at the bar. Cuomo doesn't want you standing at the bar. I get it. I get it. Just follow the rules. It'll make things a lot easier. And if, uh, I mean, honestly, we're going to get there where we're going to reopen again and things are going to go back to relative normal. Honestly, they will. But let's just do these things for a little while longer. We're, we're getting closer to the end. That's all. That's all I got to say. Anyway, my thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Corey Sloop, the chief financial officer at Cabarrus Brewing Company in North Carolina, and Nancy Trigg, the president and chief growth officer of Arrived. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show tomorrow at 6 a.m. Monday, this is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.